And we're back with the Kilo Train Podcast. This is episode number 13. Got a gorgeous Tuesday evening here. We're shooting the podcast outside once again. Uh, on the show tonight, we have the original three, Micah Casper, Luke Schaefer, Austin Adelkoff. And we're joined tonight by uh, Tristan Wirfs, uh, special guest that we were able to get on the podcast this evening with us. And uh, he was kind enough to join us. We... Uh, met through the grapevine uh, a lot of you probably remember Mark Wiseman who was a member at the gym for a brief period before he got hired um, as a head strength and conditioning coach and and uh, Mark was talking about um, Tristan one day and said he you know he was a real humble guy hard worker and we had asked Mark about him when we heard of uh, Tristan's impressive hang clean and it was it was pretty hyped up it was very popular on the internet obviously and so we we started to talk about Tristan a little bit, and Mark spoke very highly of him, and and uh, so we just rolled the dice and asked Tristan if he wanted to join us, and we were able to make it work. So Tristan, it's good to have you here. Yeah, glad to be here. Funny thing about that hang clean, I think we actually asked Mark about that, what the environment was like. You remember that question that I asked him? You should tell a story because I don't. <laughs> I actually brought it up. Well, I just asked him because I said, what was one of the more hype moments in the weight room at Iowa you've ever been around, and um, and that's when he brought up the the 455 mm-hmm. clean. So it's just funny that we're not doing the podcast with Tristan. But, yeah, that was definitely brought up in the last conversation we had with Mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so what, we can start off there. Uh, uh, Tristan, was that so was that a max out day? Or is it just you're feeling good, you wanted to throw on some weight and see what you could do? No, that was like our actual max out day. Um, you know, we had... The week before, I hit you know 425 for a double. Um, and Coach Doyle recorded, and he said, you know, watch this as many times as you can, um, just like kind of visualize it. And we were maxing out hang clean and bench that day, and um, I kind of emptied my tank on the hang clean. I bench, I didn't max out my best on the bench that day. I, um, I kind of gave it my all, but um, yeah, it was a, it was a crazy environment. I mean, I remember I remember coming in that morning, and guys were kind of asking me like, what are you, what are you gonna have on the bar? Um, how much are you doing today? And I, I honestly had no clue. I remember I walked in the weight room and Coach Coach Doyle, um, he asked me, he's like, he's like, so what do you want to have? I was like, I don't know. I was like, you're the expert. <laughs> um, and so he kind of, he grabbed my card for me and he, he I just seen him like kind of scribbling stuff. And uh, I looked at it and it went like, my last set was like f- going to be 435, I think. And then I saw, he wrote 450 next. So I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> um, so doing my, I remember I was, I don't know what it was. I was just feeling so good that day. Um, like my warm up, my warm up sets just stroked them, um, and then the, I think I had 425 again right before my 450 just for a single, and it you know felt so it just felt so light. And um, I remember chalking up, and uh, I, I had my straps on. I, I put my belt on, and I, when I was putting my belt on, I, I kind of looked looked behind me, and like all everybody in the weight room was standing behind me. The coaches were in there. They had some recruits in there um, that, that were on a visit, just taking a tour, and uh, I remember. Uh, strapped into the bar and then um, I kind of like I kind of like blanked uh, like like blacked out a little bit I remember the, the first rep like as soon as I picked up off the rack like it felt it didn't feel like 450 at all the yeah. first rep remember it almost hit me in the chin it went up, I got it up a lot higher than I thought Jeez. I was gonna <laughs> I was like oh and so I you know I did the second one it felt light did the third one it felt pretty light I was like well I know that because I had 450 and I knew I needed three to break the record I was like, well, I'll go for another one. I got four. I threw it down. I, I 
I was swearing and, screaming <laughs> and, and yeah, it was it was a crazy environment. What a moment! That's I know I know we've seen the video on YouTube, and that's just that's awesome. Like just think about being a, a recruit. How yeah. I mean, yeah. how motivating you probably were for a lot of guys. Like that's like wow, you know this. I mean, obviously you broke a record, but you know for them to see the improvement of you know just a Iowa high school guy like you coming in, putting in you know as many years as you did at Iowa and. And uh, just they they can see you know what hard work can do for an athlete and that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So like, uh, let's go back to early in your athletic career. Like, what kind of what sports did you play in uh, like junior high and high school? Uh, I did everything I could in, in junior high. I actually did five sports one year because they made it so we could do basketball and wrestling. Oh yeah, you um, did like half and half. Yeah. Yeah. So I did you know football, baseball, wrestling, and track. You know for that's as long awesome. as I can remember. Um, I stopped playing baseball my. After my sophomore season in high school, maybe my, my sophomore junior season, I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that's always how it's been. You know, just doing all the sports with your buddies. Um, yeah. I started wrestling just because my friends were doing it, and I didn't want to feel left out. So you didn't yeah. start wrestling until high school? I, I I wrestled from since first grade, but oh. not, I didn't really yeah, yeah. take it. You know, that's that's serious. Um, I just did it kind of just stay in shape. But I think high school is when I it kind of you know turned around. Mm-hmm. Did you always know football was kind of your thing? Um, kind of, yeah. I knew I was, I was always, like, athletic and um, a lot bigger and faster than, than the kids when I was growing up. Um, but, like, I loved baseball. Like, growing up, that was my probably my favorite sport. Hmm. Um, and then football was my, you know, and then track came in the picture. I love, you know, football, baseball, and track, those are my, like, top three. Um, but, yeah, fo- I knew football was what I wanted to do. I think I have, in kindergarten, we did these very important person posters, and we had to say, like, ten things that we I don't know, that we like or that we want to be when we grow up or something like that. And my number eight on it was I want to be a football player when I grow up. Hmm. Um, so was mine. <laughs> mine too, actually. Yeah. I think there was probably a lot of people that had you know had that on their list. Um, but, yeah, I knew for a long time that's what I wanted to, wanted yeah. to do. Yeah, I think it, it's cool to show that um, you're a multi-sport athlete. I know a lot of the coaches in Iowa are pretty big into that. Oh, yeah. Like most – all the entire line was – all wrestlers, right? Yeah, like Sports Illustrated did a feature on that because we were all state place winners. Loved um, reading that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's a picture of us, and actually, my one roommate has it framed like a big canvas of it. Like we're all like we're all standing with our backs to the camera. Um, who would play? I think it was. I think it was. I think it was the first game, right? Miami, Ohio. We were all standing in the camera and they use that picture you know for the for the feature but it was pretty I think it was pretty cool yeah. how many of those linemen from Iowa all of us all five of us were that's wow even that's yeah. really cool that's me, amazing yeah. yeah we were all Iowa high school state oh sorry state place winners it was me me the uh, Levi Land Paulson Kyler Schott and Tyler mm-hmm. Linderbaum yep nice yeah and you and Linderbaum are both from pretty close to three of us were Lynn County all, all really? Lynn County uh, yeah Tyler's from Solon and Kyler Schott's from Coggin which is 10 minutes from Marion. Wow, yeah. It's right up the road. No kidding. So, um, how old were you when you started playing tackle football? Fourth grade. I had to go to Cedar Rapids to do it because my mom didn't have it. Um, me and my buddy did it, and his mom would pick us up after school and drive us to practice, and then my mom would pick us up and take us home after she got off work. But we were, it was kind of like the, the Cedar Rapids YSF League. We we're the, the Cedar Rapids Washington Bills. Um, but yeah, it was fourth grade. Yeah, for a tackle. Yeah, a tackle football. It was cool. I played with some, you know, so uh, Michigan State's quarterback Rocky Lombardi. I mm-hmm. played with him. Um, 
Louisville's center fielder. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but I played with him. He was on my, he was on the team. Um, Rocky Lombardi wasn't he uh, Dowling? He, he he went to he went to uh, Des Moines Valley, but when he was younger, he went to Cedar Rapids Wash. Oh, okay, and then huh. he moved. Yeah, huh. gotcha. <laughs> now that you've uh, like gone through, you know, junior high and high school, what are your thoughts on? Because I know there's a lot of controversy on like when people should start tackle football. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your thoughts now? I would do it again. Would you? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I had a blast doing it. Um, I don't think it's for everybody because I remember a lot of kids got hurt. I heard a couple yeah. kids. I mean, I was because I was a big, I was a big fourth grader, um, and there were some kids that were small fourth graders that yeah. were playing. Um, but I mean, I would do the same. I would do it over again. Yeah. Yeah. What's um, What's interesting is just to hear that that side of it, you know, especially with um, a lot of recent you know things that, that come out about you know something to hear about like like cte and stuff um so does that has that made you hesitate at all with the sport ever or? no i mean because you're you play it at a high level now with you know obviously playing for the hot guys and you know you're getting yourself ready to play at an even higher level yeah like it's i mean honestly it's bound to happen like to some degree like mm-hmm. you know there's it's not you know you don't go into it expecting to be you know like you know, where guys take their own lives because they, you know, they have headaches like crazy all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's like Junior Seau. He played middle linebacker for 20 years, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's not like Tom Brady playing for 20 years. That's you know, you're completely different. Yeah, yeah. so that's a lot different. But I know. Um, yeah, I think it it has, shows that you know, to your point, like everyone's got their own story of football. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I only can speak very very smallly with this because I just played for a real brief period of time and I don't know if I got hit in my head more than five times Mm -hmm. you know and I mean it just can be completely different from one player to the next Mm -hmm. I know you hear a lot about it um with offensive linemen like yourself um yeah O-line you're you you really hit heads every play like you hit faces or you know some part of your head every play but they're not those big like you know hard hits that you know a linebacker coming downhill right and uh and you know lighten up a running back stuff like that it's just I think the whole line's more repetitive. Uh-huh. Um, but, no, you know, then you have the Joe Thomas. You know, he, he came out and said he um, he would go to the store and forgot why, you know, forget what he was getting and stuff like that. Just little, like, little things. But he's like, that's what, that's kind of what pushed him to retire. And uh-huh. Yeah, he was in the league for a long time. Yeah. yeah I remember him because I'm he was a Wisconsin, right? Yeah, Wisconsin yeah. guy. Um, yeah, but I know he had a really great career for the Browns and, I didn't know that was why you retired, though. And there's I, there's I a lot of guys reason, retiring earlier, too, yeah. like around 30, 29, 30, uh-huh. especially linemen, too, yeah. Yeah, and I think guys want to, you know, be able to run around and play with their kids. Because the old line, it's a lot of, you know, guys are walking around at 320, 330. And, yeah. And it's a lot of stress on your joints and everything. So I think guys want to be able to run around with their kids and grandkids yeah. and you know, realize they've made a good living. Of, you know, they can take some take some time and not do anything but then you know maybe they'll want to go back to work or do something else so um obviously we've seen you know some of your performance videos and stuff um and know the type of athlete you are how's your body held up just through the seasons of football through the training and you said you've been playing since the fourth grade i mean and you're you know you're a bigger athlete you know how, how have you been holding up with with all the the beating and the training I've been good, honestly. I've never really had any big injuries. Um, I've never had surgery. Um, yeah, knock um, on, knock yeah, on never something. Had, <laughs> never, never had any surgeries or anything. So, you know, I mean, you get sore and everything like that. Like, sure. you're like, 
you can definitely feel how your body, you know, compared to what your body felt like at the beginning of the season to, you know, after you get done with the January bowl game, like you feel, <laughs> you feel worn down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you get a good time off and you get back to training and, and working again, you, you feel fine. But I've been, I've been fairly good. I had one concussion my freshman year. Um, and I, I, you know, I kind of tweaked my ankle in spring ball last year, but it was, I think I was out for two days and then, um, other than that, yeah, I've been I've been fine. Well, that's yeah. good. That's just a you know a testament to Iowa's training. I think yeah. you know I'm, number one thing you're trying to do. We you know when you're lifting and doing all that training is preventing injury. So mm-hmm. you know that's that's good. Uh, good that you haven't suffered anything serious. Yeah, and before the podcast, you're talking about training just three days a week, and obviously you work with a super experienced coach with Coach Doyle. Like a lot of people probably think that NFL athletes are in peak shape. 365 days a year but that's not the case right no i mean i think our you know compared to you know being in shape like like strength conditioning wise like over the summer like i feel like we're in pretty good shape but then you you can you can do all that and then come you know whenever camp starts you're like completely different you feel like so out of shape even though you know we've done all this stuff in the summer but it's just you know a different type of different type of you know shape you're in yep um but yeah coach Dole he does his best at you know you know Getting us ready for getting us ready for the season, you know, all, all off season, and making sure we're as strong as we can be, and and, um, and ready to go. And like you said, injury prevention, like he's all about that. He's all about the sleep and nutrition. Like mm-hmm. um, we would wear these sleep bands. Um, the whoops. Uh, no, well, we tried we tried whoop my sophomore summer. I was on that. I was on like the trial, and guys, I don't know, guys didn't really like those. Yeah. Like. It like monitored like your heart rate and it like let them know and they'd be like, well, "What are you doing at two in the morning?" <laughs> I think Mark said something gave about too that. Too much too. information. <laughs> yeah, it gave just a little too much information. Um, but so we went to uh, this thing called Ready Band. It was just you you wake up in the morning and um, you're supposed to leave it on. All you can shower with it. You can do everything with it. Um, you wake up in the morning. You just go to the app and you just swipe down and it refreshes and it, you know sends your sleep to Coach Dole and everything and how well you slept and. Um, but I like those ones a lot better than the whoop. They're come more comfortable and everything. But um, I think they were less invasive too. Yeah. Are those something you just wear around like your wrist? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you just wear them on your wrist. Just this little like um, I don't want to say gel, but like silicon band with a plastic thing that sits in it. They're, they're pretty discreet, but yeah. um, got the job done. Yeah. And what uh, what was Mount Vernon? Was that three A, two A? Two A for football. We moved okay. to three A for track. Gotcha. So how do you feel like? Um, playing two-way football translated into Iowa football like from your senior year of high school into freshman year um it's kind of a shock to the system a little yeah, bit I don't yeah. know if it necessarily translated because I remember before the Ohio State game my freshman year I was getting ready to block Nick Bosa Ooh, and yeah. I, I was thinking you know like the year before I was getting ready to you know block um some kid that weighed like 170 pounds <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> just a toy so I don't know <laughs> go from hitting a Honda Fit to a <laughs> GMC Sierra. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if that necessarily translates, but I mean, you know, my, my head coach at Mount Vernon, you know, he helped me, you know, quite a bit, you know, get ready. He comes to all the coaching clinics at Iowa and, and you know, he's mm-hmm. been around the, the coaching staff at Iowa. So he, um, we ran, we tried our best to like, you know, run some plays that are similar to that, similar to them and, and you know, talk in terms, you know, talk in football terms, you know, um, but I think, you know, the competition level, like at that time, I thought was, you know, pretty good. Yeah, and I remember, uh, I think it was your junior year, my dad's a high school track coach, and he saw you throwing the shot in discus, um, and he's, he was talking about, like, he thought you'd be a big prospect. Um, and you already, how much did you weigh in high school? Um, 
My senior year, uh, my senior football season, I was 325. 325. Yeah. So you actually have lost some weight. Right? Yeah. Rough, yeah. A little bit. So you really didn't have to fat. put any put any weight on. No, because I, I came in. So my senior year, that, we'll get, probably end up getting into the whole wrestling thing. I, did, I was 325, and then I cut all the weight for wrestling, and I was trying to put it back on in the spring. So yeah. I got up to like 317. Um, that's what, I, that's what I came in first day at Iowa, 317. So it's kind of, my body just kind of changed a little bit. And then um, once you came to Iowa, how how did they help you with your nutrition? Like, how did you think it was in high school compared to college? Um, I guess my mom kind of took care of my nutrition in high school. Yeah. Like, she cooked me all, like, she cooked me a ton of pasta and steak and chicken. And she, I don't know, she, oh, nice. That, that was kind of like her, her thing. She always wanted to sit down as a family and have, like, a whole cooked yeah. meal. Yeah, um, that's cool. So, I, you know, I love that. And, um but then coming to Iowa, it's like you get there and you know they have a training table for you, and it's like it's it's really good food. And if you're a guy that's got to lose weight, um, or, or I guess put on weight too, they have you fill out a dietary analysis. It's like what you eat all day, every day, the times, um, just trying to get a feel for where you're at and everything. So, but does Iowa have a separate dining hall that the football players go to? We have our own. We're the only. Uh, sport that has our own facility. Okay. Yeah, so we get all And that's where you eat year-round? Yeah, we get our meals catered. So you guys don't go to the union or... No. I did not know that. (laughs) The union. The union. Whatever. The Amaker union at UNI. Yeah. (laughs) Wherever you guys eat on campus. Yeah. I went to UNI. I didn't go to Iowa. I don't know what it's called. We get all of our meals catered to our facility, um, but it's really nice. Man, that's awesome. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Breakfast and dinner. I guess lunch we gotta take. We got our big refueling station. There's sandwiches, salads, fruit, vegetables, all sorts of stuff. We just t- you know throw food in our bag for the day and, and go. Yeah, Mark spoke a little bit about that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the refueling station is really nice. It's such a big big part of of training, and um, I just wonder what it was like you know 20, 30, 40 years ago for for athletes that <laughs> they, they just were fending for themselves. And I mean now like you guys got a lot of. You know, a lot more guidance and technology that that help you make the right decisions with, with the things you do outside of the training center. Um, so that's that's really cool. What? Um, so tell us a little bit about your uh, your high school wrestling career. I know I know we got one, one wrestler. Yeah, one wrestler across the table here. That yeah. Can, what, what weight did you start at? You always been heavyweight. Yeah, I came in uh, was a heavyweight my freshman year. Uh, I went like ten and thirty-one my freshman year. I remember. What were you floating at for weight there? Uh, two forty. Oh man, you were always big. Two thirty-five, two forty. As a fifteen-year-old, that's crazy. Yeah, it was. I remember how many lights are in the Lindmar gym. There's thirty-six lights in there. I got pinned a lot at that. At that dual tournament. It's good to get humbled, though. Yeah. What was your record your freshman year? Ten and thirty-one. Okay. Yeah, I kind of flipped around. I think I was twenty-seven and ten my sophomore year. Oh wow! And then I can't my my I don't know what my sophomore year was I or my junior year. I, I don't even know. Probably I don't even want to take a guess. But I was twenty-one and three my senior year. I lost to Aaron Costello, the heavyweight at Iowa. Now I actually I, just watched that match on on YouTube. Yeah, uh, I think you did. Yeah, I watched it before this. Um, <laughs> Western Dubuque. Yeah, and he was a two-time state champ, wasn't he? Or something like that. I think he was um, just the. I think he was just the one. Was he? But he won like fifty-one or fifty-two or fifty-three matches his yeah. senior year. He was a stud. And he yeah. did really well. Yeah, he pinned me at conference uh, when I was on bottom. I don't know how 
that happened, but he did. And then our, our match at Cascade, it went 3-2. I almost got a reversal on him in the third period. And if I would have won that match, I would have taken a hot lap around the gym. I was, <laughs> I was pumped. But, um, so he beat me twice my senior year, and then I actually lost to, uh, to Tyler Linderbaum. Mm. Um, oh, really? At, at regional duels. Um, he pinned me in overtime. I tried throwing him. Dang. And he just sunk his hips and, and sat down on it. You ever asked for the rematch? Well, he knows because I beat I beat him about seven times oh, throughout did? our high school career, okay. and he beat me the last the match we ever wrestled. Ah. Um, that's what everyone remembers. I was like, yeah, yeah that stings. But uh, he kind of he kind of defends me. He's like, people be like, oh, you beat Tristan. He'd be like, well, he beat me seven other times. Yeah. But that one stings. It's a good sport. That would have been an awesome state finals match. Oh my gosh, that would have been yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, we got placed on opposite opposite sides or no. I think we were on opposite sides of the bracket, and he he got beat by, I don't know. I won't talk about it. He won't. He, he, he doesn't like it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that was um, – high school wrestling was fun. You know, I think some of my best friends, you know, or some guys I wrestled with, and my assistant coach, Aaron Truitt, um, you know, he's – you know, I love him to death. We still text and everything. He texts me all the time. Um, but, you know, he, 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 he helped me a lot cutting weight because um, mm-hmm. I'd never done it before. He'd stay back with me, you know, after practice and, and drill with me and when I put my sweatshirt and everything on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, just did a lot for me. And um. How would you say, I mean, would, would you say that wrestling uh, helped you as a football player? Oh, in some capacity? Like, can you talk about that a little bit? On Yeah. I think, you know, at the combine I got asked about that a lot. You know, if, if I think wrestling translates. I think it absolutely does. I yeah. mean, especially at heavyweight, you know, or, you know, wrestling and playing off the line. It's just like. You know the body control. I mean, you're not you're not getting rolled mm-hmm. around on your back playing off the line, but just you know if you get you know off kilter a little bit, you you have that you know that awareness to get you know get your center of gravity back and um, and hand fighting. You know it's it's getting you know getting leverage and then where you want your hands to be on the on the defender. Um, and you know I just think I don't think there's any other sport that helps you know off the line play as much as wrestling. You feel like the mentality that you got, whether it was. Uh, gritting up and having to lose some weight and kind of building your own stamina in your head with uh, getting things done. Do you feel like that really helped with the sport of wrestling when you hit your freshman year? Um, whether you were like any uh, up against any obstacle in practice for football, you're just kind of ready and prepared. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I think because wrestling, it's like uh, kind of go back to wrestling off the line thing. Um, it's a you versus another guy, and that's how it is on my mm-hmm. offensive yeah. line. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, you don't want to get beat by another. You don't want to let another man beat you, so you got to do everything you can to stop it. Um, and that's how it is on the offensive line. And like you said, the kind of the, I think the wrestling mindset, like the amount of determination and grit that you need, you know, to have to be a wrestler, and and then to cut weight along with it. Um, you know, I kind of that's how I, how I felt. You know, my freshman year and sophomore year, going through the conditioning and stuff like that. I was like, oh, it's a it's a hot day. You know, we're out here running game simulators and everything, and. Um, I was like, you just got to push through it, and you know, you're going to be better for it. And I think, you know, wrestlers, you know, wrestlers will know, you know. Yeah, and you definitely, I can tell just the short time that, you know, I've talked to you and, and seen you around, uh, being able to progress from not being a state qualifier and having a 10-win season as a freshman to being a state champ and being one-on-one against uh, seniors as a freshman in high school. And then I think that's going to really help you with your uh, – training and going forward with the NFL because it's not going to be easy. No. It's, mm-hmm. It could feel like that 10-win season. Yeah. Yeah. But you have mm-hmm. gone through that gauntlet of understanding what it takes to be a champion. I think that 
wrestling helped out with that as well. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of a big thing going, you know, going to the next level. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm going against a senior now. Like, even right. coming into college, oh, I could be blocking seniors. No, now it's like I'm blocking grown men with mortgages who have family that are, yeah. you know, yeah. are trying to provide, you know, and, um, uh-huh. and I'm coming in to take somebody's job. Uh-huh. So it's going to be a little different than... Crazy. Yeah, it's weird to think about. Um, but... Got a chip on your shoulder, even though... You could be a possible top NFL prospect, but just walking in for the first time at a training camp, yeah, it's going to be, be fun. you got to be ready to go. So yeah, what's, ke- what's kept you humble through all this? Has there been certain people, or have you always just kind of had that mindset? You know, I think my mom has been yeah. part of it, um, but I think I've always kind of... She, well, she, that's kind of just how she raised me, you know. She, we, we didn't come from much, but, um, you know, I think... There's been, other, you know, there's been cases where, you know, I've gotten... I've gotten whooped in a lot of things, and mm-hmm. it's like you can't, you know, you can't. I just don't want to be that type of guy, you know, that when you win, you're you're freaking out, and, or not necessarily freaking out, but just rubbing in other people's faces, yeah. and, and or you know, tr- or trying to gloat and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just not how I think any of my family is. Um, but yeah, I yeah. think that'll definitely pay dividends for you, in, you know, the rest of your career. I mean, you look at a guy like who we were talking about earlier, like Joe Thomas. I mean, he was one of the best offensive linemen ever to come out of Wisconsin, and he was all pro for how many years in the NFL. But the Browns, I don't even know if he was on a, on a team that had won more than five games, mm-hmm. you know, which it's like he was getting humbled every season even though he was one of the best in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I think especially in a city where, like, football is the thing, it could be easy to be, like, the big man on campus type of attitude, but I thought it was pretty cool, like, Obviously, we all knew who you were um, when we met you, but you still walked up, introduced yourself um, for the first time, which which uh, was which was really cool. Kind of spoke to your um, mindset. Yeah. So now that we kind of got to a little know a little bit more about um, your high school career, uh, what were some of your favorite moments of uh, of Iowa football? Oh, that's a good one. I think you know my first was just the first time I ran out of the tunnel. Um, get to do it with my roommate you know we knew each other in high school we were roommates our freshmen in the dorms we're roommates now um but just getting to run out of the tunnel next to him was pretty was pretty special i think um because they always say you know it's it's we leave the jersey in a better place and um you know it's it's you know all the former hawkeyes are watching like we're doing it for them and just kind of that you know that feeling that you had when you ran out of the tunnel was just was just insane it's almost overwhelming and then uh i think the last time i ran out of the tunnel um i kind of half like i was like 50 50 and I remember senior day, like I was bawling like a baby when the when the Paulson twins ran out. Um, I started crying. I remember I couldn't I couldn't stop. Uh, we, we ran out. We got the ball first. But we ran out, and I was still crying. I was in the huddle crying. We gotta start playing, dude. They're like, yeah. like, you gotta knock it off. I was like, just give me a second. As soon as I got out of my stance, I stopped. And, uh, yeah, that's how it went. But just I think I knew in the back of my head that this could be the last time I played in Kinnick Stadium. Um, just hit me as soon as I saw them running out because they've been here for five years. They've battled through injuries. You know, they've been, you know, some of the best leaders I've ever had. But, um, yeah, that. And then uh, Dalton Ferguson, when he had his twin girls were born uh, my sophomore season, they were up in the Children's Hospital and getting a wave to them was, was amazing. He was getting to, you know, know that he was up there because we came in Friday morning for our, our run-through and everyone's like, where's Ferg at? Like, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't miss a practice or, you know, miss anything, be late. And uh, his best friend was our center, Keegan Render. He knew that you know that she went into labor, mm. and uh, he didn't he didn't want to say anything. He, for asked him not to, 
And uh, then he called the night at the hotel, or when we, he called our coach and said, you know, his girls were born. Um, so that was really cool. Um, you know, there's so many, so many moments I think that have um, that always stick with me. You know, any, you know, I got to my three-year career. They stormed the field twice. You know, Ohio State, Minnesota. That's always amazing. I got to carry Floyd all the way, um, uh, all the way across the field, which sucked. It was so heavy. It's like it's like 100 pounds. <laughs> Everyone's hitting it, and you're trying to carry it. I don't know yeah. why I did it by myself. But wow. <laughs> I think I think carrying that across the field through everyone on the storm the field up the little incline you know um tunnel in the mm-hmm. locker room was was harder than the actual game like <laughs> i was gassed from that um but you know getting to do that was awesome getting to carry any trophies yeah. is amazing um that uh, game was dope yeah that we're, game was we're, awesome. me and Austin were at that game yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That, that was a fun game. That and the USC whooping you guys put on them, that was, that that was game, awesome. That game was so much fun. That was that was awesome. Getting to do that to getting to do that to them. Um I'll, yeah, that Get a little revenge so from two thousand two Orange Bowl. Yeah, that was Yeah. I remember our, the reverse we ran in that game where I came out and um I saw that, that corner was um was waiting for me out there and then we we always teach it too, you're supposed to you're supposed to like trick them with your eyes. That's not what we call it, but I don't know if I can say it. Um, Just kind of like yeah. a, how a quarterback would yeah. throw off a safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm running at him, and he's like, you know, pretending he's gonna go up high, and then he, I'm like, no, I know he's gonna going down low. So I should have gone down earlier and met him at the bottom. <laughs> oh, that would have been a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> But Did you I, just kind of hurdle him or what? I, I just kind of fell over top of him. Uh-huh. Um, but if I would have met him down at the bottom, oh, that would have been fun. But then we scored on that, and that was awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So you said you were 50-50 about uh, entering the draft since you were a junior this year. Uh, what kind of made your decision? Yeah, it was toward, like during the season people kept asking me about it, and I kind of wanted to put it out of my head during, you know, I wanted to yeah, focus on the season. Could. Yeah, and I think – that we were playing Illinois with senior day, and I knew that that would, would be my last game in Kinnick. And at that point, I, I you know, I, it's, it was honestly day to day. Like some days I felt like I want to go, some days I felt like I wanted to stay. And um, after the after the holiday bowl, you know, I talked to Coach Ferentz a lot. Me and my mom would sit down with him, and you know, just feeling like you know, I like I, I love competing. And you know, he said, "You've done everything we've asked for you." He's like, "You've earned the right to make this decision yourself." Um, yeah, you know, I, you know, I felt like I was mentally and physically ready to, you know, come to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something you don't hear very much of is um, a player in your situation, like who's a junior or maybe younger, and to have the support of your coach like that. I mean, because obviously, you know, coach knows what he has with you. Um, yeah, it could be selfish and want him. Yeah, it's like, you for yeah, yeah. Season, hey, Tristan, really... stay one more year. You know, I mean, he was. I mean, he just was completely honest. It seems like, and that's what I thought was really cool. Like he, you know, he told us both both sides. Pretty much, he said that too. He's like, he's like, he's like, you know, we'd be better if you stayed next. We'd be better if you stayed next year. But he's like, you've done everything we've asked. You know, he's like, um, and he he gave us information like feedback from coaches and everything. He's like, the, the feedback that he got from you know because he. Everybody knows all the coaches know him and respect him. He, they had me in a range from like fifteen to fifteen to twenty five or something. And he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I know you'll you can improve that. He's like, he's like, go to the combine. He's like, um, he's like, you'll do good at the combine. And um, so like he had like faith in me and everything. And he said, you know, it's it's hundred percent your decision. Um, so that was really you know that was really cool. And I've you know I've loved Coach Ferentz you know since he recruited me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was the best coach I've ever had. Um, and I know there's. Uh, hundreds, of, hundreds of guys. I could say the same thing. Yeah. Um, 
but that's just who he is, you know. And I think it's uh, really cool that you decided to stay with Coach Doyle because I know a lot of top prospects like to go to those performance oh, yeah. camps and yeah. all that. So that was like a big, uh, a big thing I wanted to do. Like my agent, he was he's wanting me to to go to Exos in California, yep. California, Arizona, and I, just, I was like, I, I really want to stay with Coach Doyle. I was like, you know, he got me this far, and yeah. um, you know, I figured. Uh, I don't know. I just I knew I wanted to stay with stay and train with him. Um, was he was he uh, watching you like helping you train at all, or was it mostly just the programming? Coach Doyle. Yeah. Um, so all the NFL guys like had our own. We're on our a separate because he still got to train. You know the the, the that team. Yep. And so they lifted at like six thirty, eight, and nine thirty, and we lifted at eleven. Um, we had our own you know our own program. You know like we were practicing the combine drills, doing you know kind of on a separate lifting program just to get us and the, the combine guys were separate from the, the pro day pro guys day. so you could peak yeah. at different yeah, times yeah peak at different times yep. um which you know that, that i was happy with how it went um yeah you were obviously very prepared for the combine you want to speak about your experience there yeah, yeah. Tell, us, tell us about that yeah that was that was fun um it's a it's a tough week i think cause, you know you got psychological exams you got you know if your physical exams all your all your stuff with doctors and everything we were at the hospital for like seven hours one day really um getting interviewed yeah interviewed and and doing taking our blood and doing x-rays and mris and everything and then you got to meet with all your all the teams and everything like you have informal interviews which is just you're in this big room and there's like o-line coaches or you know positional coaches and then scouts and like you'll be sitting with one team for 15 minutes and then buzzer will go off and then you'll stand up and scout will grab you and take you to another team and it's just like that and then uh formal interviews um you go you go upstairs like we're in we're in lucas oil and you go upstairs to these suites and uh there's like five or ten people in there you know coaches gms you know owners i don't know if the owners were there but a lot of people in there and there's a big camera <laughs> and they got you sitting in there and like in front of all of them and they'll start asking questions and then uh some of them will take you up on the on like like they'll have your film up and they'll have you take them through your film. Some of them will like teach you a play and and they'll teach you a play right when you get in there and, and then you have to give it back to them at the end end of it. Um, Just like a quick memory game. Yeah, see how your like recall is and everything. Um, but so it's just a lot of a lot of interviews. I mean, like I had twenty three formal interviews. Um, so there's some long days. Yeah, it's way more mentally demanding than oh, physically because yeah. oh, so the tests much- you're really not doing. No, that just, much yeah it's way more mentally mentally you know draining than it is physically draining we'd be you know the interviews go till like 11 o'clock at night and then we wake up at hmm. you know six six next morning and start all over again um but i was just you know we had a media day on wednesday like, what are you looking forward to i'm like i'm just ready to go you know get out on the you know get out on the field like, that's what we've been training for for the past yep. five weeks five six weeks or whatever um i was you know i was ready to go i was excited how had your uh 40-yard dash times that you've been practicing leading up to the combine pan out towards your actual we never time we never timed them at the you know when we were training we just we were just running them mm-hmm. um so like that's what i like i didn't know teams were asking me like what are you gonna run you know what are you gonna run the 40 and i was like i was like i don't know i've never never had one time um and same with the broad jump like we we, we do like broad jump stuff like to you know like off box jumps and do double jumps and everything yep stuff like that and like uh, you know, horizontal jumps with like a, a, a resistance band, and everything just to build that. We never measured it, um, so I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. And we never did the, two, we didn't do the 225 um, leading up to it. So I was like, I was just giving guys, giving teams like 
what I hoped to get. Um, yeah. Did you surprise yourself a little bit? Or were you expecting? Um, on the bench, I was hoping to get 25. I got 24, but I had never done it, so I, got, I didn't really know even what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 40, yeah, that, that threw me off. And the vertical, I hit, I hit 36 the Friday before we left. And then I got 36 and a half, so I was really pumped about that. And then the broad jump, I don't know where that came from. The broad jump at the 40, I don't know. Was that a record at the combine? Tied the record. What was the uh, broad jump? What'd you jump? 10 1. 10 1. Damn. Uh-oh. Austin may be able to hang with you on the jumps. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Mike, not so much. Not so much. Uh, um, going back to your uh, prep for the combine, I'm curious to know is it, does Coach Doyle? have any professional players that still go to him and uh, ask for his training advice? Oh yeah, guys come back all the time. Like Marshall Yonda, he'd still come back. He just retired this year. Marshall Marshall came back and would run our summer conditioning with us. He trains in there all the time. Really? Um, Yeah, TJ Hawkinson. We had had TJ Hawkinson, um, Matt Nelson, Keegan Render, Parker Hesse, Nick Easley, Ben Neiman, uh, a bunch of guys back training, you know, when we were training. Jake Gervas, yeah, we had a lot of guys. Yeah, where's where's Jake Gervas at now? Cause, Rams. Okay, is yeah. he on the practice? He was on the practice squad, or was he on the, I mean, I don't know. Because I, I remember watching him in a preseason game last year. Yeah. He, he was a friend of a friend of ours. He's a Davenport Assumption kid. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. I knew he was on the pra- practice squad, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I remember he had a bet. With Jalen Ramsey, he was telling us about it. He had a bet with Jalen Ramsey that he could, that Jalen couldn't dunk on him. <laughs> and it was like one of his, ga- like it was like, they bet a game check, and Jake, Jake's like, I'm doing it. He's like, your game check's a lot more than mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man, just, no fear. Like one on one basketball? Yeah. He didn't think he could dunk on him? I don't know if Jake didn't think he could dunk on him, but he just, I think he wanted to bet on himself. Right, yeah. I think, I think Jalen Ramsey had like a 43 or 44 inch vertical. It's just insane. Yeah. So Jake's what? like, yeah, I'm doing it. What I, happened? I don't know. I didn't. Oh, I, didn't, I, didn't, oh, I, didn't I gotta crazy, find out. I wonder if Colton knows. I want to yeah, <laughs> find out. But he was telling us about that. That's pretty cool, Davenport, Iowa kid. I, I grew up in Davenport, so okay. Um, yeah, that's my neck of the woods. So I followed him a little bit, along with his friend Colton, who who is a member of our gym. He's and he's the owner himself of another CrossFit gym down back in Davenport. Um, so that's a cool little story. Um, so. Uh, the, the combine, tell everybody what you ran for the forty. Uh, official time was a four eight five. And for an offensive lineman, was that was that a record or tied for? No, it was like the the fifth best since two thousand three, fifth or sixth, I think. That's that's really good. Just knowing, I mean, how the the size of you know player that you are in comparison to so many other guys that are running a sub five. I mean, it's just it's it's incredible speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, your your leaping ability shows how explosive and powerful you are too. So, um, I mean, does that give you confidence knowing that you're able to you know produce that type of power output going into games and stuff? That you're the bigger, stronger athlete for the most part. Um, or you just kind of keep that humble mentality no matter who you're who you're going against. I try and you know I try not to really think about that. Like I I know what you know that I know what I can do pretty mm-hmm. much. But you still got to go out there and play football. Like like if it's the game was measured on how high you know I could jump and uh, I'd be in good shape. Yeah. But um, you know, it's about you know protecting the quarterback and opening mm-hmm. lanes for the running back and you know moving guys. So it's um, 
Yeah, exactly. Being in that structured environment is completely different yeah. than it's cool. You know, it's fun and everything. It's, it's nice being able to do all those things, and it sure helps you a lot. But um, you still gotta, you know, it helps me. You know, it helps me a lot of off the line. Maybe you know, you know, get out of, you know, kick out of there pretty quick and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you, know, you still gotta, still gotta block them. Um, who was the Who was the toughest player you had to block in college? I think AJ Epinesa. There, there was a lot in of practice. Them. Yeah, going yeah. as AJ in practice. Um, that, but I mean, Nick Bosa. Um, Josh Uche from Michigan, Yitro Gross Matos from Penn State. He's a freak. Um, there's been a lot of guys. It's been, you know, it's been so fun, you know, just getting to you know, go against all these guys, and, and now we're all, you know, trying to go to the next level. Yep. Um, but it's been, it's been cool getting to grow, and you know, because I blocked, I blocked the same kid from Northwestern from my freshman year till my junior year, and he was a great ahead of me. But um, you know, we talked after the game. You know, it's been, you know, you see each, you see each other once a year, but you, you know, see each other grow and everything. It's just cool. Anybody that you're looking forward to competing against someday on a Sunday or, you know, just kind of whatever happens, happens? Uh, Anybody that you kind of want to get get a piece of, a little revenge from college? Anybody that's that got the best of you that you want want to get back at? I don't, really, I don't even know. I can't I can't remember anyone that got, got a – I'm not saying – That's a good thing. That's probably a good yeah. thing. <laughs> but – I don't know. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I say this now. I'm probably gonna regret it. Like, I think it'd be cool to block JJ Watt. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I, actually, I was gonna follow up with that question. Is you know who? I mean, you're. I'm guessing a fan of the game as long as the competitors. So who are some of the guys you're looking forward to competing against? You know that obviously will present challenges, but just because it'd be fun. Sorry, wind. I think uh, JJ Watt. You know Von Miller. Like just. Guys that like I would watch when I was in high school, even you know, um, it's, it's gonna be just crazy to be like on the same field as, mm-hmm. as them, um, and even getting to getting to block them mm-hmm. or, yeah. or try my best to block them. Yeah, yeah. And I think you'll you're you seem like you'll definitely get out on that field, and you know, and it's not putting them on a pest pedestal anymore. You know, it's yeah. it's just another player. Mm-hmm. You played how many football games before? Yeah. Any anybody that you would like to have on your team? Ooh. I think uh, or anybody that you'd like to block for like a quarterback in particular like oh you know I think or a running back getting a block for Tom Brady that would be pretty cool he's with the, he's with the Buccaneers now mm-hmm. um, I think you know just you know being able to block for him cause he could he could almost be my dad like yeah. he's, he's been in the league <laughs> yeah <laughs> true yeah he's been, he's been in the league for since 2000 uh, so probably yeah. pretty close yeah, yeah since 2000 like or 2001 I think but I was born in 99 so he I mean wow yeah so I think that'd be, I think that'd be cool <laughs> yeah so what are some goals you have uh, after getting in the NFL so for I think, yourself yeah I think like short term would be just making as big of an impact as I, as I could um, right away you know I think it'd be tough coming in and you know trying to be a leader but I'll do my best to you know to be able to hustle around and drill to drill and practice and you know just, just doing my best to do that but um, like I played special teams all three years here at Iowa and I, like, I loved it um, hmm. so I've told I've told teams like I'll, I'll play special teams for you guys like I, I'd love to you know if, if you guys are, if you guys you know want me to be the day one starter I'll come in ready to work you know I'll get to work every day but um, you know if I need to I don't even, I don't, I don't know if work my way up is earn your way, yeah. earn my way, but like I love special teams. I'll, I'll, I'll go out there. I'll, I always wanted to do, to be on field goal block. I didn't never got to it. I, I was in high school, but I told the team at the combine, I was like, I'll, I'll be on field goal block for you guys. I'll, I'll do all that. But, 
Um, I think that's a short-term goal. And then long-term-wise, I think, you know, I think I've said this a couple times before, but leave the jersey in a better place. Like, you know, like we were talking about Marshall Yonda. Um, you know, he he's a guy that I want to try and, like, emulate my career after. You know, he's, he's from Anamosa, Iowa. Um, you know, he went JUCO before he went to Iowa. And you know, he just comes to work every day. Um, and he's had a long, very, very amazing, you know, career, Hall of Fame career. Um there was a stat that I can't remember, but he didn't give up a sack in like over a thousand snaps. Wow! <laughs> um, but just that type of productivity, you know, for a team. And um, I mean, he was with the he was with his ra- the Ravens his whole career. Like mm-hmm. having that type of longevity would be you know amazing. Um, but I think that a long term goal is to have just a type of career like that. Yeah, and how are you uh, feeling going from you know kind of being in college and you know they're feeding you at the facility every day to getting drafted and you're maybe buying a house and getting your own food and all that yeah I think it's going to be different but um I can cook I can cook pretty well my mom you know my mom kind of taught me that yeah there you go. Just nice. watch, from watching her um <laughs> and the stuff that she cooks like it makes a lot of food and it's really like chicken and corn casserole my favorite meal my death row meal um <laughs> so it's so easy to make um but I'm excited you know just being in a new place a new experience um I um you know, I spend most of my time in my house right now. You know, in Iowa City, just up in my room, just hanging out. So I don't mind. You know, I don't mind my own company. Yeah. Um, but you know, just another step. You know, another step in life. And fun. do they have like uh, financial training during the combine or anything, or is that kind of once you get drafted? Well, I know some teams like have a class for the rookies that they have to take. It's like yeah, a one or two day class. Going to be obviously going to be a big shot. Yeah. You know. Um, I know there's a class that some teams have them take, but um, my mom's trying to, you know, help me out right now. Like, we've got a lot of calls from financial advisors, and yeah, um, she she asks a lot of questions. You know, she asks them so I can hear them because I, I don't know I don't know what questions to ask financial advisors, but she you know she does, and I just I'm on the call too, so I just like meeting people. I'm a people person, so I like to see you know how they are. But she always says she asks the question so I can hear them, so I know what to ask when I have to do it. When you're on, um, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of been, you know, doing her best to, you know, kind of help me out. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Mikey, you got anything else? No, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today on uh, short notice. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, it was a great episode. Um, I think our our listeners are going to really enjoy this one. Um, yeah, well, uh, we look forward to, you know, watching you play on Sundays. Yeah. Hopefully uh, you're able to play on some Sundays this year. We don't really know what's yeah. – what the future has yeah, in yeah. store for the NFL yet. Um, I mean, at least the NFL has, you know, a lot more time um, than some other sports like the NBA, obviously, and Major League Baseball. But um, now we'll be we'll be looking forward to watching compete yeah, out there, man. You. Yeah, Thank this you. is uh, this is a great opportunity for, for, for us to interview you. So we appreciate it, man. That's where we'll wrap it up for the Kilo Train Podcast, episode 13. Have a good one. Look forward to seeing you next time. Episode 13 is brought to you by Micah Casper, co-host with Casper Methods Framing and Construction. Contact me for all your custom framework. That includes anything from rough framing to custom built-ins and casework. As always, I have free estimates and consultations. You can contact me at 319-461-4786 on my cell phone. Give me a follow on Instagram at Micah Casper to see some of my work. Thank you.